about 25 years ago, there was a group of investors in Israel that wanted to construct a new bridge on the Sea of Galilee, which at the time they'd hoped that they would have open for the millennial tourist season. And the story that I read about this bridge didn't say explicitly what the two ends of the bridge were supposed to connect, and apparently that wasn't the point anyway. They wanted to build this bridge one inch below the surface of the water. That way people walking on it for a fee would appear to be walking on the water. Think of the photo opportunities. Yeah, the only miracle there was the miracle of marketing. Sometimes it seems like those are the only miracles we get. Uh, But in the end, that miracle didn't happen because they never got the investments that they wanted and the miraculous walking on the water bridge was never built. But miracles still happen, although we're not usually aware of them. So to try and raise a little bit of awareness, I would like us to try a little experiment. So everybody close your eyes. This will just take a minute, close your eyes. Now, if you or someone you know personally has experienced something that you would consider to be a miracle, raise your hand nice and high. Keep up nice and high. Okay, open your eyes and look around. That is more than half. So miracles are still happening. Sometimes they're not easy to see. But miracles by their very nature are things that seem to contradict or contravene the physical laws of the universe. There are miracles in which we're left with unexplainable physical evidence that something impossible has occurred. And that might include the kinds of medical miracles, for example, that are required to prove a cause for sainthood. Now, these kinds of physical miracles would not include things like uncollapsed souffles or that spray-on instant hair stuff. They may be amazing. They are not miracles. That's just more marketing. And then there are miracles that I think of as miracles of providence, where things just work out perfectly. No physical laws may be violated except maybe probability. You've probably experienced these sorts of miracles, the narrow escape or the mysterious perfect alignment of events. Those are the kinds of miracles that we tend to see more frequently, I think. Uh, There is a popular bumper sticker out there that you might see every once in a while that says, expect a miracle. I'm not sure who came up with that. I've always suspected it's from some 12-step group of which I am not a member. But it always struck me as odd. And I think it runs counter to what miracles are really for. A miracle requires faith. And to see a miracle indicates a willingness to accept that God is at work in the world, making things come out all right. But miracles, at least as we perceive them, are capricious. They're not always around when you need one. That doesn't mean that God is capricious or that God is not around. 
And this is the danger of relying too much on miracles. We start to presume that they are the only way that God acts, or at least the only way that matters in a pinch. In our first reading today, the prophet Elijah, having experienced a serious downturn in his prophetic fortunes, goes out looking for a miracle. He needs to hear from God because his spirits are flagging. So he listens in the storm and hears nothing, and he listens in the earthquake and hears nothing. And he wants to hear God speak with power and authority in ways that are clear and irrefutable. And instead, God chose to speak in a tiny whispering breeze. And Elijah went back to work. In our gospel today, the disciples of Jesus in a boat during a storm have a miraculous vision of Jesus walking on the water. And they're filled with fear that it's a ghost. And so, having already seen lots of miracles from Jesus, Peter demands miraculous proof that it's Jesus. So he walks across the water himself, at least until his own fears drag him down. I think these two stories taken together are a reminder not to rely on the sorts of miracles that make headlines or that seem to operate outside the laws of physics. Elijah needed a reminder in the midst of his troubles that God is still with him, maybe if he just shut up and listen. Peter had to realize that his own fear could drag him under just as his faith could hold him up. And for Peter, there's a choice to make that's not really about miracles, it's about him. Let go of the fear and trust in Jesus or drown. It's not really that tough a choice. We are, as you probably have noticed, living in a time in which the storm is raging all around us. Our politics is infected with fear and hatred. We've so damaged our Earth's climate that hundred-year storms happen literally every year, and wildfires burn with an intensity we've just never seen before. Our healthcare system is broken, and nobody seems to know how to fix it. Our immigration system is in crisis and nobody knows how to fix that and the institutions that we've relied on for governance and justice are corrupted and dysfunctional even the church is bankrupt and i don't just mean financially now i'm not generally a pessimist but honestly i can't blame anybody who feels like they want to cower in the bottom of the boat and pray for a miracle and maybe that's a reasonable thing to hope and pray for. But we have to build our lives around something a little more reliable, on the small, subtle voice of God that's always there, and in our trust in God that drives out our fears. As we struggle with political and social divisions, or watch with alarm as rhetoric morphs into violence, or as we see climate change play out its catastrophic consequences, Maybe it is time for us to pray and reflect. Maybe the miracle we need today isn't some big cosmic reset. Maybe the miracle that will make a difference is hundreds or thousands or millions of people stepping out of the boat and making courageous choices. Maybe making a choice to risk some careful dialogue, making a personal choice to use less plastic, to plant a garden, to welcome a stranger, 
to turn off what passes for news and meet your neighbors and improve your neighborhood. To listen to the quiet voice of God that whispers hope. To fix our broken world, it may be time to overcome our fears. To step out of the boat and to look around and see who else is walking on the water.